Aging and Disease Prevention Radio is right here on Radio MD. Here's author, blogger, lecturer, and national medical media personality, Dr. Michael Smith, MD, with Healthy Talk. So there's some really interesting research showing that maybe Parkinson's begins as a gut disorder, as a digestive problem. Really interesting stuff going on here. So let's talk a little bit about what we're finding in the research. So, well, first of all, we know Parkinson's is a disease that develops when the brain loses the cells that make dopamine. And I've I've recently talked about dopamine and how important dopamine is to concentration and motivation, coordination, Um, As a matter of fact, that's why, you know, in Parkinson's, you see that type of tremor, um, and and that's all related to the neurotransmitter dopamine. When you don't have enough dopamine, um, the the muscle coordination really becomes a problem. Uh, But there's an interesting symptom, though, that a lot of people, you know, forget to talk, a lot of doctors forget to talk about. And it's, it's important because what we also find in Parkinson's is a very high percent of Parkinson's patients are always constipated. Very interesting. So we know dopamine isn't just in the brain. It's affecting other parts of the body, other muscle cells and nerve cells, even in your gut. And that's probably why they are constipated. So there's a lot of scientists that are now really linking this idea that, you know, maybe, you know, you know, that, that Parkinson's, the beginning of it at least, might actually begin in the gut because we know dopamine is able to influence gut health. More and more uh, researchers are looking at this idea of a gut-brain connection. And so we already know that there are, you know, nerves that come from the brain into the spinal cord and then and then through the spinal cord they innervate up into the gastrointestinal tract. And what we're learning is that it's, it's very complex and there's a lot more ner- innervation of the gut than we ever imagined. So we're starting to talk about this gut-brain access or, or, or information highway that is very important uh, to gut health. And when you, when you have disruptions in that highway, let's say you have ulcers, ulcer disease, inflammatory bowel disease, whatever it may be, when you, or maybe it's simply just microbiome imbalances. You don't have enough good bacteria in your gut. Uh, whatever that, that, that insult is in the gut, we are already showing that that can be linked to things like cognitive problems, mood disorders. Um, as a matter of fact, we're finding that if you do certain probiotics to improve gut health, that helps with mood. It helps you to think better. So there's, there's just this fascinating connection between your gut and your brain. I, you know, it makes sense to me. I've often taught that you're only as healthy as your gut. So health really does start in your digestive tract, right? If you can't digest food, absorb nutrients, and eliminate waste very well, you're not going to be very healthy. And then it makes perfect sense since the gut is so important, the brain has to be connected to it in a, in a very complex way because the gut is so important. Makes sense, right? So, so we're, we're recognizing this gut-brain connection, what some people call an access and and when there's a disruption in the gut, it breaks down the communication, and that can actually result in some brain issues. So there was this study. Uh, there were some scientists that analyzed a population of about 15,000 people who had vagus 
nerve surgery. Now, the vagus nerve is, is, the, is the nerve that pretty much runs your intestinal system. Uh, you know, the, the movement of the intestines is, is controlled by what's called the vagus nerve. And, and the vagus nerve, when you do nerve conduction studies on it, it's very clear that it makes a direct connection to the brain. That's why, it's why some people even call the gut kind of like the second brain because of this vagus nerve. Now, why would somebody have vagus nerve surgery? Well, you know, the vagus nerve, as it comes out of the brain and comes through the spinal cord and up into the intestines, splits off into, you know, millions and millions of branches. And at one point in, in medical history, if somebody had a bleeding ulcer or a really bad eroding uh, ulcer in their small bowel, even their stomach, they would find the branch of the vagus nerve that was feeding that ulcer and they would cut it. And the reason they did that is if you stop the innervation to that area, it kind of killed off the area that the, the area around the ulcer just kind of died off. Uh, but it stayed within the region of, uh, you know, where that, that nerve was feeding. Um, so it was kind of a controlled die off, kind of like a controlled burn when, when, when they're trying to control fires. It's kind of the same idea. Um, and, and so that's why people would have this type of surgery back in the past. So they looked at 15,000 people with exactly this type of surgery. And then they compared the rates of Parkinson's disease in people who had their vagus nerve severed, um, partially, uh, and, and they looked at what was then the rate of Parkinson's in these people, recognizing that there's this gut-brain connection. They found that participants who had their vagus nerve severed were half as likely to develop Parkinson's disease compared to those um, who, who didn't have the surgery. So here you have this very important nerve, right? That's a direct connection between the gut and the brain. When, when there is this manipulation of it, you see that it does influence the brain. It's very, very interesting. And so here you have a situation where we might have a, another solution to, to Parkinson's disease. Being able to control that communication between the gut and the brain could go a, a really long way in reducing risk of Parkinson's and maybe even treating it down the line. Again, it's all based on this gut-brain connection. Interestingly, too, people uh, in, in, uh, in doing this kind of research, looking at the gut and looking at brain disorders, it's also come out that people with Parkinson's disease, they have different gut bacteria, different probiotics than those who don't have Parkinson's. And so what could that mean? What, what, what could possibly be going on there? It's the same concept. In, in one area, maybe you have some damage to a vagus nerve that influences brain health. In this case, you have imbalances, changes in the gut bacteria, what we call the microbiome, and that also is, is showing to influence how healthy our brain is and even the development of some of these uh, types of disorders like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Uh, perhaps, you know, scientists will look for answers within the digestive tract more and you know, for example, we wouldn't be surprised to see research, you know, examining the effect of probiotics on Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and other types of uh, uh, tremor disorders like uh, epilepsy and, and maybe even mild cognitive impairment and, and, and even stroke. You know, could probiotics play a role there? Ultimately, the question is, is could manipulating gut health influence 
brain disorders. And that's a fascinating field to me. Uh, and, and, and here's what's so promising about it. I mean, imagine if we do some more research and we really show a strong, strong link between a imbalanced microbiome, changes in the gut flora, changes in gut bacteria, and say something like Parkinson's. Imagine if we really do the research, you know, now it's a theory, now we've, we've seen in some research this potential connection, but imagine someday if we really solidify that and we really conclude that imbalances in the microbiome increases the risk for Parkinson's. Imagine, imagine the power of that kind of information. A simple, high-quality probiotic product could be, the, could be the answer to preventing something like Parkinson's someday. Um, now, Parkinson's disease is very complex. It's probably multifactorial, but cor correcting the gut looks like could go a long way to preventing and even treating uh, the disease. So the, the take-home message is the gut really is kind of the beginning and end of health. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're only as healthy as your gut. And gut disorders, whether it be ulcers disease, inflammatory bowel disease, microbiome imbalances, not only affects how you digest food, absorb nutrients, eliminate waste, but it also affects your entire body from your heart, your lungs, all the way up to the brain. Fascinating research to keep an eye on. This is Healthy Talk on Radio MD. I'm Dr. Mike. Stay well.